uh, Soul Talks and then Hype Man, you talk. And, okay. And then, and then I'll talk. Hey, I'm just a guest here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I, just, I just work here. I just <laughs> work here. Make Kobo Honestly. do the intro. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yo, that could be a cool thing, though. Have the guests do the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TNP podcast. If you don't know, that stands for that's the name of the podcast. Soul Brush Creative, also with Hype Man Kyle, and we're hanging out with our third man, Super Day Brand. And we have a very special guest today on the podcast, Corey S. Bomar, aka Kobo, on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. This is awesome. Corey, did I say your name right? Is it Corey S. Bomar? Yeah, yeah. Why did you, yeah. you say his full governmental name? Oh shoot, that's true. Because it's on it's on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, this guy said, "Yo, with us we have Corias Bomar. His social security is zero one three six seven four two one one." I didn't realize that Kobo, your your name is on your Instagram, right? I and love I, it. It's my name, Corias Bomar. <laughs> no, and All I was right, actually they'll be at your door. In oh yeah, like one. dude. I'm looking right so... now. It literally says Corey S. Bomar when I sit right no, there. Yeah, that's my name, man. No, uh, when I was trying to figure out the whole Instagram name thing, it just uh, it went like completely above my head. The whole idea of like coming up with a pseudonym was not new to me. Like in high school, I had this whole like graffiti art phase, and um, it was it was something weird back then, but. And now I just kind of gave up on it and just went with my regular name. But then someone always called me Kobo when I was in uh, college and I always really liked it. So I wanted to change it, but I already had kind of a following. So I kind of like uh, didn't know if I should change it. I was having a conversation actually with uh, Soulman about that. Oh, uh, yeah, we were talking. Yeah, Soups, Soups tell, us your, tell us your story of how you got your name again. Yo, stop. <laughs> Leave soups alone. Super Sunday. And then I was like, nah, how about Super Day? And then, and then that's what happened. That's the history. Stop, Sunday, Kyle. Super Sunday. Yo, Corey, if you didn't know, uh, Kyle is the bully of the podcast. Damn. Throws yeah. me under the bus. Kyle's, Kyle, we don't get anything done because of Kyle. Wow. The He's the tangent bully. Yeah. The tangent that sounds like the worst villain name ever. I love it. It's all right, that, that's cool. I'll shut the fuck up. All right, let's get <laughs> I'm like, gonna let you finish. No. Oh my god, the tangent bully. That definitely sounds like a Captain Planet like villain. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> the tangent, the tangent bully, bully featuring Kobo. <laughs> no, Kobo versus the oh, tangent no. bully. That's what it throw me in the going at each Let's not call it that. Oh my god, I love it. Kobo doesn't want to be associated with no Kobo takes down the tangent bully. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Lost it. (laughs) Oh Kobo did say something I wanted to ask him about to kind of get into his backstory. So yeah, guys. (laughs) Time to talk all you dude. All you But for real, though, for real, though, like, I want to know your background as well as uh, you mentioned graffiti in high school. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've drawn since as long as I can remember, man. I used to draw when I was in uh, middle school. Um, 
all the way through high school and um, into college. But when I was younger, I uh, grew up in like, like a pretty somewhat big city. And then um, they're known for the only alien landing in, te in Texas. No way. Yeah, so I grew up. Oh, shit. I grew up with the alien they chose Aurora, Texas to land? I know, right? Well, they actually, <laughs> to be fair, they didn't actually land. So they, they crash landed. So the story is that they crash landed into this like uh, windmill. And uh, <laughs> that's Aurora for you. <laughs> yeah, man. They didn't want to land. They, were, they just crash landed. So, what is happening? I know, right? I got what some... is happening? I love this story so much. It's crazy. <laughs> so down the street from where I grew up, there was this um, cemetery. And in the cemetery, there's this little uh, plot. This is Ed's plot. And Ed was the so-called alien. So they have a little plot for the alien that landed. Yo, what? What? And I'm not shitting you. Later on in life... <laughs> Probably it's been about four years now. My parents, after retiring, they opened up a barbecue restaurant in the place, like in the area where the aliens supposedly landed or crashed. And they call they opened a it's called Smoking Windmill Barbecue. Yo, so, too easy. What? Too easy. <laughs> so I love it. If you need an explanation of how weird from all my weirdness, it's, it's definitely my parents. Dude, Just, that's an it's After that whole explanation, he goes, if you need an explanation, my parents fucked me up. <laughs> but this alien, though. Uh, that's a good way. <laughs> this alien. The whole town got probed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. That's Wait, the coolest guys... name for a barbecue Wait, joint wow. that I've ever heard in my life. You guys haven't been probed? That's not normal? <laughs> no. No. That's uh, <laughs> not a thing. Oh, my bad. This got oh, weird. <laughs> there must be a that must be a down south thing. Uh, a soul, tell us about it. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it all. He's like, I have PTSD. These are my private oh, memoirs. This I episode's can't. not about me. <laughs> These are my confessions. <laughs> Go home, yo. That's the name of the episode. These are my confessions with Kobo. On and the, the, bullet, the tangent bully. Dude, that's, right. that's amazing, though. That's such a good name for, like, a barbecue joint. Yeah. It's it not is. like, oh, the the roast pig or, like, the Sal's barbecue joint. Like, no, it's, like, burning windmill. It's, Dude, it's doing like, well, Yeah, I was say like those kind of restaurants usually do well when there's like a backstory and a history they cater for the the rangers the texas rangers i think they, oh, you know, shit. the Damn. baseball team they've done that a couple times it's pretty cool um but despite, despite the lore and all the craziness i could not do the city i had to move like as soon as possible <laughs> or not city the country uh they won't yeah so when, as soon as I possibly could, when I graduated high school, I went to uh, UNT and gra and uh, where you went yeah, where UNT. Are you saying T is in Tom or C as in uh, Kobo? T is in Tom, so University of North Texas. Uh, oh UNT. shit! Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I went there for so when I was trying to figure out like what I was gonna do was like um, I went for graphic design. Ah, okay. Yep. Yeah, I did that for two years, and then I dropped because, man, I wasn't sleeping. It was insane the amount of work they had us do, and 
Wait, you uh, were sleeping less less than you sleep now? Yeah, yeah, way less. I actually crashed <laughs> my car. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, so when that happened, I was like, no, I'm switching majors. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, no it's it's not, a good call. It's he gets, he gets out of his car. He just gets he gets out of his car. He's just like, ah, well, that's a determining factor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get out the car. <laughs> Fuck design. Dude, that's crazy. But you, I mean, were you okay? Was everything okay? Yeah, no, I was solid. It's just like, it, it just really put things into perspective on um, what I wanted to do. And I, I, I kind of took a, a break and went to a community college and got all my basics out of the way. Yeah. That's the way, yep. Okay. And it really, yeah, it saved me a lot of money. I got into the, the painting program at uh, the community college. It wasn't like prestige or anything, but it did get me like, I did like these Foundation. large scale. Yeah, I had these all like large scale collective paintings that did real well. And they went oh, between nice. a number of schools, uh, which you really don't post about. Those are like, where are those at? Like photorealistic. I can send you them. Heck yeah, oh, please do. There's yeah, there was one where I put out like all these boxes all over the school. Um, and I was asking for like them to people to donate uh receipts. Cause I wanted to do this like statement on consumerism and uh figure out a way that I can like hang the receipts because they're like if you look at receipts, they're like especially the, like the ones that are kind of older, they have kind of a an off-white eggshell look and some are even like pure yellow and yeah. So I wanted to do this really interesting like, like kind of collage that I painted uh, a mural mural on. I went and put boxes around and no one well, I say that I got maybe four or five receipts. And I was kind of getting like kind of down on it. All right. I'm like, this is going to work. But um, out of nowhere, this one girl brings me a huge bag, like a giant bag of receipts. And I'm like, where did you, did you get all this? Right. And I'm like looking for like this like awesome story because I'm like really excited. Right. And then she looks at me and she goes, yeah, my deadbeat dad left us and, just, you know, and I found this in his uh, his office, and you can have them. I'm like, what? Yeah, what? I'm like, there's such a story here. Did you did you like go through them? Like, did you look at? Yeah, yeah. Was there anything he, crazy like in the receipt? Or was it just like McDonald's? He really liked Home Depot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Make your... I love it. I know, right? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> But dude, I love Home Depot now. Like when I re- I remember like hating Home Depot when I was a kid. I, I love it now. Dude, I hit <laughs> I hit my thirties and I'm like all about Home Depot now. We yeah, spend hours in Home Depot. That's when you know you're an adult. <laughs> like you walk in like Home Depot and you're just like, wow, this is heaven. Like, These the are my people. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to Home Depot tonight. Let's let's party. Facts. Let's party. At home, <laughs> let's party. <laughs> You, I'm down. That's all you I walk? did in Hawaii. You just went to Home Depots? Yeah, I went to Hawaiian Home Depots. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Is that what rich people we got do? mountains? We got mountains here in California. Like cool. Mountains, we got beaches, cool. But Hawaiian Home Depot, <laughs> I 
forget about it. I hate it. Forget about it. It's so stupid. Why? Seriously, this guy's like, listen, that's great that they have, you know, this is the setting of Lilo and Stitch. But look at this fucking new Home Depot they have. These floors are pristine. They haven't even been walked on yet. I say Hawaiian Home Depot like they have different shit than they do here. Like they have some sort of random Hawaiian shit there. Yo, no, they got coconut same. wood. <laughs> what? All right, I'm done. I'm oh done. I didn't say that. <laughs> no. No if one I said, said that. the Hitler shit, you said coconut wood, all right? That's not yeah, as bad as Hitler. That is no Listen, I didn't even mean it that bad, but apparently it was taken that way. We're getting Oh, Kobo, Hitler is uh, Kyle's favorite artist. Here we go. That's no, no, <laughs> no. They both love that's, German No, shepherds. that's not the... No. That was, no. That's... <laughs> That's not the point I was making. That's no. And no. Fuck. Yo, we're, we're public service announcement. <laughs> fuck Hitler. Right. Well, that just. Welcome yep. to the podcast, Cole. You said it first. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the podcast. All right, Cole. Uh, so, so you have, sorry, so you have all these receipts. Oh, these yeah. Old, these, these, this old dudes, uh, deadbeat dudes, Home Depot receipts. Yeah. And you're collecting them for a project, right? Yeah, I was trying to t- tell this story, right? I don't know what it was, and I didn't like at first. And um, so I took—I mean, I was, took them all, and I wanted to—I really wanted to do the project, and I ended up putting um, my face, like painted in watercolor, on it. And it was really cool. It, I don't know if it spoke as much as I wanted towards the overall arcing story, especially like as a full communal gathering because he collected he like actually donated most not knowing obviously his daughter kind of gave them to me but uh, <laughs> it turned out pretty cool I, why did i even tell that story where, where was it going with this i'm Yo, here for it dude. we art, we are art just the purpose is dope dude it gets wild uh oh so after the the after i was like paint going to like the painting program i decided that like what would my parents actually help me pay for <laughs> <laughs> this, this art was not it you know uh so That's my dad back there, honestly yeah and uh i went into photography um it's something i had loved for a long time and i i knew uh that i could possibly find a career doing that i didn't know what i wanted to do i just wanted to do gallery work and uh so yeah. were, you, were your parents on board with that yeah so they they, they i guess they built this and, oh, uh, okay, okay. I graduated from UNT with a photography degree with an emphasis, or no, an art degree with an, uh, an emphasis in photography. So I had a oh. photography and everything. And then after after college, uh, I went freelance um, working as a, a photo assistant, photo assistant for a, a number of different people. My first person I worked for was getting Billy Surface. He did all the Dallas Magazine stuff and um, JCPenney's and Pier One. Uh, oh, that's huge. Throwback with JCPenney, man. We did that for a good while. And I was kind of jumping between photographers. So whenever they would hire me for like a couple weeks or a month for certain shoots. And um, so I was kind of doing that for, a, I did that for eight years. Re- I was retouching um I, I take it back i did that for like six years and then uh this a food photographer by the name of rusty hill probably one of the 
in my opinion, he's probably one of the best food photographers in Dallas. Oh, Hired okay. me. I'm, I was going to talk down on the name Rusty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I was wrong as fuck. Yeah. No, he was he was great. He he hired me as his Don't worry. No. Worries. <laughs> oh, but I'm the tangent bully. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, right back at you, friend. He he hired me for as a as a full-time assistant for like about two years until the pandemic happened. Uh, he's the guy that taught me everything I know about photography. Like, like if you see any of my photography work, if you go for a bag, it's all food. It was all because I was working for him. And oh, then, shit. yeah, I see that. Yeah, no, uh, we were using like these really cool stuff. We had these like full frame cameras, these uh, phase one backs. It was just some high end shit. It was really cool. I, and I'm the biggest nerd when it comes to technology and, and, and all that stuff. So, um, dude, we, by chance is rusty. Is he from that area or this is guy he... stuck on rusty Colorado? Oh, okay. I used oh, to actually know a rusty, like before the pandemic, like maybe 2017. And he was, he also was into photography. Just long shot, man. You don't meet too many. Maybe he, you really they're all only in photography, really. Just, <laughs> all the Rusties are in photography. <laughs> all, all the Rusties, they're in photography, and they're all in Colorado. That sounds about right. Uh, well, he yeah, was for... he was wonderful, man. He was one of my, he was probably my one of my biggest like for composition. Uh, one of the biggest things that helped me with composition uh, was being part of a photographic process in, in like the commercial realm because you have like two art directors constantly pointing at things talking about tangents why they shouldn't be tangents uh talking about how this uh should we push back in space so it can seem smaller so this thing is more of the focus um i feel like my main like schooling for composition wasn't college it was when i got to the commercial realm makes um, sense yeah it just, it was constant because it's like, it was just constant like critique, which was awesome. And I absolutely loved it. And it's the only time like I really uh, felt like I got anything from a good critique is when I, when I, when I was in a room full of the commercial professionals. So mm-hmm. nice. Dude, isn't, that the, isn't that the truth, man? Because like in college, I had an advertising class and the, it was like an adjunct professor, I guess is what it would be called. Like he, he wasn't necessarily uh, he was brought in by the school to like teach this class. Essentially, he wasn't like anyways, they brought him in to teach this class specifically. And he was actually he had his own agency and he actually had his own. He was incredibly talented photographer too, like back in Orlando. But his class was like the most compelling to me because it felt very applicable because he was literally working in that space and then bringing that knowledge to the class. Yeah. As opposed to like a lot of my other classes were very like um, just a lot of learning terms, vocabulary, like memorizing things, like learning about the history, which is all super important too. But like he, he brought in that sort of experience. So I, I, I get that for sure where it's like actually learning from someone who does this every day and who like yeah. has made a career and a living out of this is like so valuable. You know, it's 
rather than just like opening up a book and whatever. Right. I don't know. Well, one of the biggest things was that um, we, when we shoot, we shoot tethered, right? So the art director would be staring at the screen, pointing at things that could help the help the composition, and we'd run in and change it as like stylists, and um, or uh, yeah. So what was cool was that seeing that live was completely different than what I dealt with in college. When I was in college, you'd print out your work, put it on the wall, like pin it on the wall. Mm -hmm. And then the not those college kids would come up and like, I don't like this. And then you're like, oh, well, thanks. I appreciate yep. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? I, I just don't like it. PTSD at its It's not what I right would now. do. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Facts. Who are you again? But you're, you're, you're my you're my classmate, right? You're in the same class, yeah. I'm like that's oh that's a oh. So there's no instantaneous like learning that way because there's no like like immediate like change and then seeing why, right? But when we had it tethered, I would shoot, and then they would tell me, and then I would go change it, and then it would shoot again. I'm like, oh, you're right. That's why we don't do that. That's why we didn't have tangents. It was so immediate. I think that's probably the best critique I've ever had. And, uh, and that, I think that's I think that's the thing though. It's like when you're in the industry, you know, they're not afraid to. It's not that they're gonna hurt your feelings. They're not afraid to be like, "Hey, this is what you're doing wrong. Don't do this." But like when you're in class, people are like, "Ah, oh, I don't wanna. I don't wanna upset my my pal." So, yeah, man, this is good. And like they just like trail off. It's like no. Give me, give me straight, or or get out. Like pick one, like pick one. Right. And like in the in, in the industry, like yeah, you're gonna have people that are tell you like straight to your face, like hey, this is pretty bad. And you're like, oh damn, like okay, it's bad, but this is how we fix it. Like you know, I, I don't really think you get that in college unless you're like a like a class favorite. Yeah, and I Couple think a lot of the, like... no, this is Kyle's favorite subject. No, I, yeah, I definitely yes. have, it resonated with me. I've heard you talk about it on the podcast. It's one of the things that uh, I like to hear because it's always something I can relate to. So I totally understand. Everyone's afraid to, like, you can't be afraid to give a critique. You're not hurting the person's feelings. Like, it, like, it, you, you just give them a critique. I, I cry pretty hard, dude. I don't know. I, I cry pretty well, hard. I, oh, my God. And I tend to swing back, so you know, <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> I mean, you your own risk. I don't know. It was like I am rolling up my sleeves right now. Meanwhile, Soup is in the corner, it's pacing. He's like, "Oh, I can't wait for my turn." I swear to God, I can't, I can't wait. wait for my turn. Turn. He's <laughs> like, "You like gonna this. roll with these punches?" And you got you got Soul in the front, rocking back and forth, crying. I don't just, know. What just in tears. Just I don't know who I am. But like, like. I, like when I ask for a critique and like I have had some I have had some critiques of like I like when I was cleaning out um the apartment I actually found um some of my year end critiques from college like we had like there was like a whole form and I have a few of them and mm. uh and like I was like oh we got to keep those and, and my lady was like why these are all negative I'm like no 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 they're not negative they're not negative that's not negativity. That is a critique. They're not bashing the work. They're telling you, hey, you, you screwed up here. Going forward, do this instead. 
Like you're not hurting someone's feelings when it comes yeah. to a critique. You're well, assisting you your you peer. Can, but it depends on how the person takes it. Exactly. But that's up to the person who can who yeah, yeah. who tran you know, who translates it. Like if you're gonna take it if you're gonna take your critique to heart, like I don't know, like don't <laughs> like that's that's the best way. That's the best way Solid I can say advice. it. It's like, yeah, like if you're gonna if you're gonna take it to heart, like don't like Kyle, how, can is, I, how can I get better about uh not taking things to heart? What should I do? Yo, you are asking one hundred percent the wrong person when it comes to just, just real don't. life scenarios. I expect you to say just just don't. I mean, just, just don't. don't. But when it comes to real life scenarios, yo, I take everything to heart and it sucks. But like when it comes to art and I'm like getting their critique, I'm like, all right, yeah, you're right. That you know, whatever. But like in real life scenarios, woo, forget <laughs> it. That's forget a good it. Kobo. Art, especially online, um, art. And any of the like the stuff is almost been a scarring kind of process because um, just having to put myself out there, and especially with the algorithm and how uh, how you post something and and you get a I mean you get, I don't know say you get like something that gets over fifty thousand views and nine hundred likes and that's amazing right and it's the shot and it's the shot of dopamine that goes in your you know, your brain that just makes it intoxicating. It's almost like doing heroin or something, you know? And then the next post you post, um, which you were just that much more ecstatic about, like you're just, it's something that is just on this other side of your creative lobe that you just really want to share. And it does, it gets probably 30 likes and uh, a thousand views, right? And you're just yeah. like, it's so, it can be heart-wrenching um looking for gratification <laughs> that i feel like i feel that super hard because it's like with and uh, you know we're all on instagram and stuff that's i think where we all primarily like post our stuff but yeah there's like this constant loop what you were saying kobo we were even talking about it the other day kobo about like one of your posts got like didn't get as many likes right and and i feel that super hard because i'm like there'd be times when I, I post something and it gets like some decent engagement. And then I kind of get on this, like, all right, cool. Finally getting some momentum. All right, let's move forward. Let's work with this and then post again. And like you said, it's like 12 likes or something, you know, yeah. and it's just such like a, it's such this like up and down kind of, kind of thing. And it's like, I honestly feel like I'm just shooting in the dark, which like a whole other topic is like, we don't post for that stuff, right? Post stuff that you want to post and that you believe in and, there's that aspect, but we're all people and humans and yeah. we're all affected by this stuff. Like, you know, and it's like that constant, like, Oh, cool. Finally, I'm getting some engagement. And then the next thing you post, it's like nothing. And you're like, well, how do I win? Yeah. You know, like, how do I, and man, there's different strokes for different folks, right? Every time you post something, there's someone out there that's going to like it. And then, mm -hmm. um, and if you, like maybe something didn't get those likes. I have to keep telling myself, you know, just to pad that scar. You know what I mean? There will hopefully be a, a following that it will enjoy what I have to post. And then that dopamine shot that 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 that, that what I was talking about. If I post something that gets a lot of engagement, I'm trying hard for it not to curve what I like to create. Because I'll find certain posts might do better than others. And I'm like, well, I should just draw that. I'm like, well, I didn't really care to draw that. So yeah. 
it's becoming yeah. um, like who am I making art for anymore? Although a lot of what I want to do is make art for people, like for tattooing, right? Stuff oh, people yeah. that enjoy it, right? No, uh, sorry. Back to <laughs> back to what I was saying. I uh, was a photographer off for this long period of time, and in the end, it was kind of becoming something I didn't know if I wanted to do anyways, but then it was completely stopped by the pandemic. Uh, I mean, like... Uh, that's what got you out of it? Well, not out of it, but that's kind of what... Yeah, that's what you a different direction? Yeah, I was laid off by by Rusty, and he went into hiatus until... And he actually damn it, Rusty. Yeah, damn, Rusty. No, I was kidding. He's Colorado. <laughs> Fucking Rusty Colorado people. Uh, I, Rusty's... I owe him so much. Like I really do. And he was so great when it all happened. Um, he, 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 he just, he helped me throughout a lot of, you know, being laid off and then, you know, figuring out what I was going to do to make money after that was interesting. So my, my girlfriend, uh, is also great. She's probably listening. Uh, is she listening right now? Yeah. Probably, I don't know. I love cool. how he's like, he's like, my girlfriend, who is also great. Hard, where is the script? <laughs> Let me where is the script? Hold on, she is. Yeah, great. I wrote this she down is, somewhere. She, she is I dropped great. the notebook. <laughs> she is great, though. What she, did she write down? She helped me a lot. She wanted me, to, uh, she honestly didn't want me to go into teaching, but the fact that she had she, teaching experience kind of inspired me a little bit and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And uh, I found out quickly that I hate it so much. I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was about to say, whoa, what? Plot <laughs> twist. I went through the certification and I uh, I started teaching. Uh, actually, I got a job fairly quick due to the fact that I was a, like a commercial photographer. Uh, I teach at a high school, um, which has its perks it gives me a lot of time off um on, in the summers but... and, oh no it's just i mean like it works for me right uh it's not the job that i obviously i want to probably go into tattooing but for now and uh until i can make that work uh teaching has really really worked for me so uh oh, on yeah. uh yeah, in the in the weekend, on, during the weekends ago, I was tattooing at a place called Pegasus Studios. Um, I had a friend. I have a friend that is a tattoo artist, and she was amazing and let me come in during the summers, learn from her. Um, nice, dude. Yeah, I love is it, it. Is it's, it like an official apprenticeship or just kind of like? So it's not a complete, it wasn't like a complete official uh, tattoo apprenticeship. The thing with it, like a tattoo apprenticeship is they want you to have a two-year, um, a two-year uh, uh, appren- apprenticeship, basically, without pay for most places, which Oof. is kind of unreasonable and really hard to even make. Wow. Um, and I have a yeah. Do you know why, Kobo? Do you know why that's like a thing? And because I've I've heard similar things where it's like, I, well, I, I know of like the tattoo apprenticeship thing, right? Where if you want to get started, you kind of have to go into the studio and like do this apprenticeship and practice and stuff. But I didn't realize it was like 
mandatory two years no pay like how do they expect people to do that i i'm assuming they they tend to pull people when they're much younger kind of like college uh i'm obviously not as young (laughs) as i used to be i heard that man yeah yeah um so not feel that not everyone can do i know right not everyone can do that and um I've been trying to find my, uh, navigate my way, kind of teaching myself, uh, having my my mentor help me a lot. Uh, but unfortunately, because of our like scheduling issues, we've uh, I've been kind of cut short on how much time I can actually use the studio. So I'm trying to figure out how that's all going to work at this point. So I'm kind of in, in the middle of uh, slowing down on tattooing even though I want to speed up. So can you work? Cause I know I had a, I have a friend who is in the apprenticeship or I believe she was, and she was in the same, same boat where she wasn't getting paid, but she worked like she would set up specific times to do like small designs for like, like, uh, like, I don't know, like tips. Could you do something like that? Oh, like sell my work. No, no, like actually do like tattooing on someone, but like for tips instead of like for an actual like session. You know what I'm saying? Like a small, like she did like small pieces. Yeah. But like she would charge like, I don't know, like minimum 60 bucks for like tips. Yeah. I mean, I I think a lot of it is figuring out a space uh, that I can properly learn in. Yeah. Um, I'm a pretty huge perfectionist. And one mm-hmm. of the... Preach. Yeah, and one of the reasons why I don't feel like I could spend as much time doing because a man tattooing um, is permanent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did John know that? I didn't. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that until <laughs> I heard that until yeah. I got my tattoos. I was like, "Why are these not washing off?" Why don't they roll Some off? have said. So, mm-hmm. and I want to be great. I want someone that will show me and ha- at least have time for me to to to. Uh, learn every bit of it. Mm-hmm. and i i feel like i've learned a lot already like there's so much to it um and it's it's such a cool and beautiful thing like technique like the way the needles and knowing your your swing and how much needle to give or um allowing the needle like to skip across the skin in certain ways is really cool um and i i'm a gadget dude like just my like background in photography, there's so many things that control the camera to get a certain like exposure, like, you know, shutter speed, aperture, ISO, mm-hmm. all those things control your, your exposure. And with a tattoo, like with a, uh, a rotary machine, you can, uh, well, a rotary specific, you can actually change the stroke. Uh, you can control the speed of the needle. You can control just by changing out the cartridges, like how many needles you're using and what configuration you're using to get certain effects. So um, it's it's definitely a uh, tech nerd's wet dream. Uh, so, <laughs> There's uh, a lot more to it with the gun gun control than I thought. I didn't oh, know that's you the could like description ever. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you could do like I didn't I, I mean I assumed you could change the speed and like you can swap out the needles and stuff but I didn't know there was like that much. Yeah. And you're working on a biologic like bi- bio surface, right? It's it's a surface that will tear easily if done wrong or done 
in a certain way. So, uh, and also keeping, I mean, these are him like blood, man. Blood is like super can be super dangerous if, if, if you don't you oh, know, yeah. handle it. Correctly. So, uh, it's just a lot. And it was really, it's really cool to learn those things. And if I, if, if given those, if given like time, I, I, I tend to nerd out on those type of things. So, but it, that's a, that's the name of the podcast. I mean, like that go for it, nerd, go <laughs> ahead nerd out. Yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're here for. So yeah, no, that's, that's, that's my story, man. It's, it's Kobo. Could, could I, could I hear on the podcast? No, you can't. Uh, officially no. commission a tattoo from you whenever you get up and going. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Because really cool. a whole, Cause, cause, whole bag piece of just of just, just <laughs> uh, like SpongeBob just machismo all over. Why my... can't? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Machismo. Um, no, no, no. But but seriously though, because like wrong, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no regrets. Um, <laughs> only, only face tattoos, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, right across his Kobo, cheeks. Just Kobo exclusively does face Kimo. tattoos. Yeah, we're going hard or, or not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's my motto too. <laughs> I love um, it. No, no, but legit, like, like since I've found your work and I've seen your your obviously like love your illustrations and stuff, but seeing yeah. you doing tattoo stuff, like, I would I would one hundred percent get a tattoo from you. So yeah. if you uh. Yeah, just let me know, man. Drop me a line. Let me know when you're available or when you get up and doing that stuff. Yeah, I, I wanna, I wanna do it right. I wanna have a space. I, I so, um, I, I love color. It's funny, like, I can tell. How, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like not it's, in a bad. I mean, like you use it well, <laughs> very well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get sweaty. Yeah. Get sweaty. Oh boy, you're gonna get Jesus Christ. Just get used to being uncomfortable because you're gonna get a lot of com- a lot of uh compliments on this episode. Just, so just this throw is, the just, just throw the like the typical super day answer. Just be like, hey, thanks, man. Hey, thanks. And man. then like swipe <laughs> like swipe the sword away and then don't worry. That's the official yeah response. Don't worry, we're Here's all the name we're, of the podcast. We're, we're, we're all sweating away. with you too. <laughs> I I love I love teaching color. I love um it is fun because there's things about color you don't even think about. Like some of the things I tell the student, my my students, like, did you know you can get contrast with complementary colors? You know, because that's another form of contrast. And it's a whole different way of teaching color theory in, in Sunrise, or even like knowing the difference between light as color versus color as a pigment. And um, oh. when you when you mention that, most most of my students the whole year will say, "Well, black's not a color, you know, because it's the absence of colors." It's like they love to poke at you when you say, "Add, you know, give it some shade." Well, you said to add color, so I don't know. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> high school kids, man. Yeah, they all should. I mean, they're great. They're great. <laughs> that was yeah, that was me in college. I was all, I was like, I went into college like, yeah, I'm gonna do black and white. I'm gonna do ink. Mm-hmm. And then one of my professors was like, no, you're going to do color. I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're going to do color. I was like, all right. And so like from at least like from here on out, every piece you do has to be color. And I I immediately just started sweating. I was like, oh, fuck. Because mm. in community college, I didn't really get I didn't really get 
like they just let me do black and white and they're like yeah you can do black and white for as long as you're here i'm like sick and then i got to you know like to get my bachelor's and they're like oh you have to do color i was like no no and they're like well, that's not a choice so figure it out and learning color and like like you were saying like learning color and like the actual things it can do and it is just it is a mind fuck it is literally a mind fuck yeah and colors are completely different when when like so colors change depending on their on what you see them with so a green oh, yeah. that maybe a green that may overlay with like a certain uh red might actually be much less saturated than it actually is does that make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah until sure. you, until you, yeah, it's 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 fun to play with. Like I make little lists of color swatches in Procreate constantly, and using them one day, I'm like, this color was so great the, last week, but now it sucks, you know. But it was because of what is next to. So it's so, like, so like, what's your like? What would be like your go-to palette if you had to pick mm-hmm. one palette that you either did a series on? or you yeah. use constantly, what would that go-to palette look like? I love pink, but mainly because it's a desaturated color, and I, I tend to try to desaturate my colors in most cases, um, just because uh, at least it's always a good place to start, especially because, you know, to give a, a good, like, depth, mm-hmm. uh, you you tend to play with saturation and, at, by you know, and while adding black to give that nice shape. Uh but I would say that in the in pinks and kind of like a what what's the name of that? It's like a, not aquamarine green. It's like a teal almost. Yeah, like a minty almost green in some cases. Uh, yeah, I love a good mint green. Just that that compliment in my language. Or uh, I I love pushing. Uh, value within a uh, like if i were to give sh- if i were to create shape with an orange i would include like a red as instead of like you know darkening up the orange does that make sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah for yeah. sure it's that nice uh what is it now analogous tone color scheme mm-hmm. is that- yeah whatever it's like next to yeah, and then kind of move it along the color wheel. Getting it, some color theory here. I love it, dude. Yeah, I teach it every year, and and it, and it's something I think about a lot. Hell yeah, dude. So so can I real quick go no. back to the the tattoo, no, the cannot. tattoo? Uh, Absolutely talk? not. No. Does I have a story for you, Kobo? Yeah. That. Uh, so I I myself have two tattoos so far i i hopefully you know i want to get more but on my second tattoo I, I went to the same guy twice uh back in orlando but there's a the second time i went i had something happened and i and i've been kind of upset about it ever since it's been years but i'm like maybe i'll hmm. i'll mention this to kobo and i'll see what his perspective is and like maybe how should I feel about this? I don't know. So we, uh, we had, had an idea. I, uh, I gave him Liberty to like, I didn't draw it out or anything. I was just like, I like your style. Like you can, I'll just let you go ahead and draw it out. And 
all that stuff. It was great. So then I went in to actually like approve the artwork. We set a price. We set a size that he would do it. Uh, and then when I actually went in for my appointment, uh, I get there and he's like, you know what, man? I've been talking to everyone in the tattoo shop, like all the, the other tattoo uh, tattoo artists. And they're all thinking, you know, they're all saying that I'm tripping on the price that I gave you for this size. Uh, this is day of like, I'm, I'm about to get ready to like sit down, or, like oh, lay down fuck. and get this tattoo. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, they're saying I'm tripping on this price and all this stuff. So here's what I, I uh, I'm going to do. You know, we can keep the same price, but the, you know the actual tattoo itself is going to be smaller no or we could well. do the original or we could do the original size that we discussed but i'm going to have to charge you this much nope so in my mind like this is what was going through my head right i was i was obviously like upset about this news but also i'm like i want this tattoo we've decided on it i i like this guy's style it's like for me it's like hard to kind of like find a tattoo artist who like whose style I really like and that I want tattooed on me. So I'm there ready to get this tattoo thinking I'm going to get it that day. And I'm like, all right, this guy's basically saying that he's, I'm going to have to pay more for this tattoo than I was expecting. But I also don't want to argue with this guy because he's about to permanently (laughs) like draw on my body. So I better not piss this guy off. So I was just like, all right, man, let's stick with the original size. And then I ended up like paying him more for it. Damn. so from your tattoo like your perspective from like being in the tattoo world um what's your take on that situation i'm he's speechless and take his side <laughs> dude totally take he's his speechless. side if you i want to know your honest opinion because i've like i've never actually talked to anyone else like in the tattoo world about this situation and it's always bothered me but i'm always like you know maybe Maybe I should try to see his side, you know, his, his, uh, maybe I should try to like have some empathy. I don't know, whatever, but just curious your honest opinion. What do you think about that situation? I mean, as a, in a as a business standpoint, it's, pro- it's he's probably not, I don't think that he was in a good, I don't think, I think he should have held up to the price that he gave you originally. Um, and if he had, if he sounds a little new, uh, because most artists will give you uh, either an hourly rate, which would probably work better in his favor. Yeah. I mean, because you would have went in knowing the hourly rate. You would have known how long it was going to take. You could have estimated a time. Um, and if it went over that, then it goes over that, right? That's just how it works. Um, yeah. But, and then there's also... Uh, artists that don't even and i think this is even a better way to do it so the guy sounds new he doesn't sound like he he's as confident in his work and then maybe he went around he's like this is what i'm gonna do and uh i mean he could be new and still be great i mean obviously you liked his work and you and you probably hopefully you like the tattoo yeah 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 it came out it came out like how i imagine yeah it came out well i think he could have handled it better i think he there's artists that will set and I like this a lot. They'll set a price for a half day and a full day. So no matter what you get, a smaller tattoo is going to be a half day rate. He'll book a whole half day. So that gives him a lot of wiggle room on how long it's going to take. Um, what kind of work is half day, like six hours. No, that's way too long. Three hours. I think it's around uh, five to six hours. Interesting. Okay. Long hour. So, 
they would book half day like no matter oh i want this little heart tattoo that says mom it's going to be a half day price yeah but normally when an artist has that they don't end up doing that small pieces normally they're doing larger work because that's what they're known Uh, for. okay gotcha gotcha usually uh like a small piece uh there's probably a 75 dollar like start start and uh and then it probably goes up to whatever the artist has a set price for that specific design and they usually set a size that you can get it but bigger than a palm size i've been literally probably doing this uh on and off for a little over a year so i don't know if i'm the expert (laughs) but this is as much as i know um so if someone out there is like he's he's full of it (laughs) this is just from what (laughs) this is just from the the artist that i've dealt with because right every artist is gonna probably be different and operate differently yeah i think everyone does have a a different way of setting their price and and i think that's, that's okay but i don't think that if you're gonna give someone a set price to be like the day of uh well this is probably going this is going to be the price now you know uh, if that's your mentality and that's how the way you run business, you need to re- reset the way that you're going to do your pricing, leave, leaving room for uh, wiggle room, right? And then being very clear at the beginning, uh, this could very well go over that price depending on the hours it's going to take. Yeah. Part of me is like a scam, dude. He's like, well, he's already in the chair. What's he going to do? Back out now? Yeah, I don't think he tried to scam you. I do think that he uh, sounds fresh and he sounds like he didn't, uh, he's a little unconfident. I, I honestly don't know how long he had been tattooing. He yeah. He's a, like a, in my opinion, I thought he was a really talented guy. I mean, he is talented from from my perspective, but I think he, had, he hadn't been doing it, I don't think maybe, maybe more than like a few years. Yeah. Um, so, that kind of makes sense. Like maybe he just wasn't as confident. I also didn't get the impression because this was the second tattoo I'd done with him. Um, he was never oh, like, okay. even from the beginning, he wasn't like a super cool guy either. But I liked his work. So I was like, oh, I'll just suck it up. And, and you know, so I didn't feel like he was scamming me, but I do feel like it was kind of, it's kind of fucked up to like, <laughs> set a price and then the day of exactly what, what you said so it's like he's already here and i what am i i'm gonna like challenge him on the price and be like come on man this is what we agreed on to a guy who's about to tattoo my body like i'm not yeah, about maybe. to get into an argument about that and then let this guy tattoo me it yeah. was either it was either just suck it up and it no you- it was either suck it up or walk out right and i really wanted the tattoo so i just sucked it up but but yeah, but but I, I didn't get that feeling of scammy, but I did. I was like, come on, man, that's just not cool. So I obviously like won't ever go back to him or, you know, do yeah. more work with him and stuff. But. When you run your business like that, you you risk every I mean, like if I ever noticed that I get the most attention, it's been from certain techniques of getting my work out there on Instagram, uh, making connections with people that have connections um you mean actually going out and talking to people no i mean reaching out in a in a in a in a way that is you know yeah someone that you know and 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 
uh, interacting with their work when they post or one right, of the, yeah. yeah, one of the biggest things that w was really great and what I need, and I think is my next step is getting on with a studio that has uh, a number of artists that have followings and they can recommend you for that kind of type of thing. Um, okay. mm -hmm. Going, okay. yeah, it, on Instagram, I notice, and that's honestly, to, to, when you ask me that, the only thing I really do to, to, to actually put myself out there is using Instagram. So um, I'm also trying to learn to cross platform. Like I want to start streaming my drawings. Hey, come on over. Oh, I, wow. The dark side, right? Yeah. It's the light uh, side. <laughs> is it? All right. It's I'm not learning. toxic over here. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I have that, but yeah, no, it's not, it's not toxic at all over here. It's so fun. <laughs> I would like to start, you know, showing my work. And I feel like if I go to, if you go to other platforms and you, and you, and you find, you're always reaching for different people that might engage with their work and pulling them over to, you know, Instagram where you can pull your numbers or however, I don't know. I'm probably the worst person to ask. I'm still trying to figure it out, man. You, you got you got good energy. I, I vote for you streaming. Uh, all right. I appreciate that. I'm sure, learning my voice. I'm learning my voice. I think that's one of the biggest things too. When you yes. connect yes. when you when you connect to a, a page, and I've noticed this is uh, you tend to connect with not only their work, but the artists specifically. Uh, yes, amen. Having a face is interesting. Like I started to post some of like actual like videos of me interacting with my work, which mm -hmm. I don't know if it's been a plus or if it's definitely like, I don't know, finding my voice, finding the work that I want to make, finding my like style has been a challenge. Because uh, like you said, you go back far enough you don't see any drawings. You see photography. Which or, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I was, I was, I mean, I liked a few of them that the Maker's Mark one. I was like, oh, I need this as a poster. <laughs> like, I loved how that came out. I was like, Whoo, I need it. Is that the one where they're in the desert? There's one where they're in the. De hold on, now I'm going to go back. There's one where they're in the <laughs> desert. Hold up, hold your ass up, bro. Hold on, let's let's let's. With the cowboy hat. With the cowboy oh. hat. I don't Let's know. Mm -hmm. No, the Maker's Mark. Is that the one with the... I did so much liquor shoots. So when I'm shooting, when you're shooting food, it's it's kind of... I can... I, I love lighting a set. I love setting up a composition. Um, but I can't cook. <laughs> For a guy that wanted to shoot food, I, I just couldn't cook. So uh, if I could set up a bottle and, and light, you know, a bottle is, that was going to be gorgeous if you lit it right, was was a lot of fun and a, a challenge that I found, you know, solacence. Dude, would, does that fall on the photographer, the, like, responsibility to cook all this stuff? No. So in most <laughs> cases, we worked with a food stylist who comes in with, like, freaking scalp, scalpels and... and oh, uh, makes more. Okay, got it. Oh, yeah, there's they came in Ooh. with, like... Oh, my God, soups that killed me. <laughs> like, no because he said like oh, but i'm not a good like, cook but like in my head i'm like wait the photographer should, probably shouldn't be doing that but i'm like wait do i is there like a, a secret that i like all yeah, photographers, the photographer's like, like yo and soup said the photographer's like oh i gotta take a picture of this i have to fucking cook it first 
Shit. Hey, can you can you take this uh take this picture and also cook all the food? Oh for my me? god, that was so good. Um, can I ask you behind the scenes, Kobo, about food photography real quick? One, yeah, that's one of the biggest questions I get. So yeah, I'm down to answer. So with like, I have very limited experience being on like photo shoots just from past agency job and stuff. But like, from my understanding, all the like beautiful drinks and stuff that they um that they set up even like the plates of food but i guess i was just like my question is more about like the drinks and stuff so you have one here that looks like it's a grapefruit i don't know there's like a tito's bottle in the background it looks like it's a grapefruit cocktail. yeah you're going through his pictures too yeah i'm going through <laughs> yeah, i'm uh, liking all of them too. so like oh, so, so what's good. like what's in that glass because i know they're not putting tito's for for a photo shoot right are they like mixing colors together to try to like make it look like realistic? Like so, what the actual cocktail is going to come out as? Um, well, uh, in most cases, yeah, it is actually the cocktail itself. So to get the real color, it's... Um, they actually just, put the actual, like the alcohol in there and stuff? Yeah, yeah. You can always add, uh, like I'll take a little bit of like dish soap just to add little bubbles around the rim, maybe like with a... Uh, like a coca-cola or something um but with i'm trying to remember the shot you're talking about the it's oh the tito's yeah that was actually picked up by tito's on their instagram that was really cool uh that shot uh, i did that was only for my portfolio um so the the condensation this was your concept like you said you styled it and did all that yeah yeah all the drink shots were all my own styling no shit did you make the drinks did you make the drinks too or yeah usually uh yo we get folks in case you want to uh, take a look at kobo's art as well there's a link in the chat yes yes for those and for those listening it's instagram.com slash Corey with an e s bomar b-o-m-a-r his social security number is zero one his blood type is that's for the we're gonna put that behind a paywall if you want to yeah we're yeah we're yeah we're we're gonna gonna have to pay for it (laughs) yeah we're gonna join the patreon paywall yeah patreon yeah right you sorry you guys gotta say something then i'll say something (laughs) so there's a number of things that are like to answer your question there's a number of things that are fake um but only things if you ever like because we work under really hot lights yeah uh, so in most cases, we, we don't want things to melt, right? So in all the ice that you see is usually uh, fake ice. Um, condensation that is like to make it look frost uh, frosty, like a beer would be a uh, matte spray or the condensation, like a little bubble, like the is, is a, um, uh, a gelatin mix with um, caro syrup and, and water and sprayed through a spray bottle. Dude, it's like it's honestly like science. Yeah. Like, like trying to figure out how to make this thing look realistic. But yeah. also like you probably can't consume it because no. you have to like shoot it for hours and stuff. Well, all the food is real. Like if you look at my food shot, all of it's real. The only thing that I would not recommend doing, I wouldn't recommend eating it because we tend to spray it with like exactly, yeah. Um certain chemicals that allow it to stay, you know, looking good. Uh, we tend to paint it with certain oils uh, that allow it to, you know, keep its uh, moisture under the hot lights, like a so burger. 
you're telling me this chili burger that I'm looking at right now, I can't eat. So that chili burger was done um, by a very talented uh, food prop stylist that helped me out. He's tagged. He, uh, that, that problem with that chili burger is there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, density to it. So it kept kind of falling. So what we used to, to pat a lot of things is surprisingly uh, mashed potatoes. Oh. Mashed, so if we pad the mashed potatoes, it can actually give it that nice dense fill so it actually stays. And no, then we, one more time. Can you say mashed, mashed potatoes one more time? What did I say? Mashed potatoes? Mash. You said mashed potatoes? I love mashed it. Mashed How am I the <laughs> tangent bully? How am I'm I? I'm sorry. I just How am I the tangent I heard it too. Bully. I heard it too, so... I just work here. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I heard what? it too, the mashed, ta- mashed potatoes. I Mash. heard it too, but I was letting him talk, and I'm the tangent boy. This bullshit. That's what you tell me now. My, like, good, old, good old Texas, man. I don't, I don't know if that, yeah, my accent, my accent goes so, so I, I don't know. Like, if I'm around a bunch of, you know, Southerners, I will, I will, I'll start, I'll start with my country accent. I will talk like this the whole time you know i get very southern yes dude get southern man um get southern dude we were talking the other day i was talking about like the accents that i can actually do i used to do a australian accent oh why did i say that i shouldn't have said that i used yeah, to yeah, gonna have to do it I can't do it. I'm gonna miss i can't do it i miss the people if i talk like that it's all i used to mess. see i go british i can't do it <laughs> Oh, that's great. That did go British, but that was great. Yeah, that, I that, love it. That, really, that went. That went so. That went north. Oh, British. <laughs> if, I think most of the time it's a lot quicker. If I talk British, if I slow it down, it's more you know more British. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. go. Dude, that's awesome. Guys, oh. this is from Texas, when reality is from all over the world. Yeah, he's from Worcestershire. Yeah. My my Australian was much better than back in the day. Steve, no. was that Michael Caine? <laughs> that was uh, yeah, that was Michael Caine. That was my Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, he comes out of nowhere Batman. like he's from Worcestershire. Batman. That's funny. Uh, what have we got off topic? I don't know what I was talking. It's about. our podcast. It's just that's that's, yeah, man. That's <laughs> the name of the podcast. So you were talking about. Tangent bully, you know. Tangent bully. You're talking about how disgusting the food is. Is that what I was talking about? But how, you were talking about the. the food is yeah, you were talking food. about the um, like what you did to prop up the um, yeah, that, that chili burger. So the front of the burger might literally look like a, a chili burger, but the back looks like a freaking underneath the stage because you'd have like toothpicks back there and mashed potatoes stuffed under there. You know, a whole pillar system of things keeping the bun high uh, as you shoot, and then if if need be, which happened with that 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 burger, I had to take segments of it and Photoshop them together uh, to fill you know little gaping holes that you just really yeah, it doesn't look appetizing. So I honestly yeah no, I Photoshop is my jam. Uh, I know Photoshop like the back of my hand. Uh, Procreate is new to me. Procreate was new at the beginning of the pandemic. At the end of the pandemic, when I when I started using Procreate. Um, you said the end of the pandemic? Yeah, at the end of the pandemic, because I didn't have a tablet. I didn't have a tablet to the end of the pandemic. 
Oh, and, so it's been like a few months since you've been messing around or what? Or oh, I guess it depends I'm on sorry. when the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, the pandemic is much sooner than most places. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm in California. It's yeah. we're, we're all in denial. So. We're, we're always been in denial, but that's beyond. It's crazy. Uh, no, the pandemic, uh, when I say the end of the pandemic, it's when I got a job, basically, is what, is what in my head is what I'm talking about, um, when I started teaching which was insane. So I had to teach during a pandemic where um, in Texas, most people just kind of were uh, very complacent or just like didn't believe it was true. And I'm over here like trying to keep myself masked as best I could. So, Oh, uh, like you in person still have to go. Were people giving you shit about it? No. So I actually, which is really great. And I mean, depending, or is really great, is that I actually teach at a very liberal school. So I teach at a magnet school with, um, and I teach the advanced graphic design course there. Oh, snap. So there's a lot of uh, art-driven students uh, that I get to deal with, and and uh, most, of them, most of them still wear masks, <laughs> which is, you know, which was great, but it was, I mean, it was obviously hard to wear a mask all day, but I mean, it was definitely something we needed to do, but uh, that's about the time I actually started drawing on a tablet. Before I had a, uh, one of those Wacom tablets. No, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yep. That, uh, that I would use in Photoshop, which was a real disconnect. Drawing, like looking straight up, but like drawing, but not looking at where you're drawing kind of deal. Yeah, it was a mess. Yeah, but I, I only had that for a short period of time. I was, I was, my buddy was letting me use it, and then, man, Procreate changed a lot of the way that I worked. Because before that, I just would paint, like you know, I had pesca pins, and um, but I was always afraid to post. I know how to work Photoshop. I know how to create brushes. I know how to you know do a lot of things in Photoshop that I can't do in Procreate, obviously. Um, but my, I worked for this. Nazi of a, of a photographer. Hope he's not listening. His name is Rusty Hill, and I'm just kidding, Rusty. It's not. No, it was. This, uh, I, it was this. <laughs> it was this guy that um, uh, was very particular, but the guy was a genius. Like he, like there's just people that know how to streamline things to get results, and he was one of them, right? And the amount of photoshop knowledge that that man knew was insane so he was like i'm like hey uh do you want how, how do you want this done he's like he'll speak to me in shortcuts you know like in photoshop shortcuts like yeah command z or whatever yeah command z command t and then uh once you you know transform it uh you know use the J, J tool to 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 remove it you know he would That's he crazy. would speak, yeah he would speak to and I, I still kind of do that when I talk to the students at school instead of giving them like which I probably should do like make sure you go to you know uh this the healing to, brush yeah but no just <laughs> J, J, J tool it or or s spot hill you know or <laughs> or can and they're like how do I I Mr. Bomar, I screwed up. Well, command J. Command, or no, yeah. Command Z. Command Z when you should. Command D. Yeah, Command Z. Uh, <laughs> and then 
it's it's this whole dialogue that he had he was so quick at it too because the thing is he he always considered time money and if i wasn't photoshopping quick enough it was uh wasting money for him so so uh, we, we actually okay. have a we actually have a question here from eliza go lightly in the chat and she's yeah. asking uh what art form is your favorite to do kobo uh, i would say tattooing Ooh. Ooh, uh, is. mainly it's because it's the one that i haven't really uh pushed my knowledge i mean like i'm still learning it so i think the one that really speaks to me is that but i also get lost in digital because i can sit anywhere and do it right uh, and yeah. i can change it i can change it as i go so uh one of the biggest things that uh, I know I can I can list out all my flaws. Like I can literally do that, right? Just as most people can. Um, uh, but Procreate, I can take bits and parts and and move them around and then figure out composition in that way. Or if I yeah. like, I have I need I have things that I need to work on. I can go back to a drawing and and change it without redrawing it. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And learn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and learning how to fix my mistakes that way, uh, and and then so I'm not making those mistakes again. So that, that yeah, brings me to sure. like uh, like another another point, which like when I look at your your current work, where like the the drawings you do and the colors you use, like it feels like what I've grasped is like it's like a psychedelic feeling, like the like they're not like these characters are just fluent and they're fluid and they're vibrant. But like, how would you, how would you personally describe your work and like the method of laying down color onto the canvas, whether it be tattooing or whether it be digital or painting? Like, how would you describe it? Uh, okay. So that is a great question. <laughs> uh, I, how would I describe my work? I don't know, man. It's, I feel like it's, it's my own little playground. It's something that I get to create and then like question and then and then and then do and then question and then do um if anything it's it's my work is my exploration of the question what if i like that i like how you described your work as a playground yeah that is probably the most unique thing i've ever heard in my life yeah i mean i <laughs> Because I tend to be, I'm on the, I'm on the iPad constantly, and a lot of uh, when I'm drawing, I'm like, well, this would be amazing if this was coming out of its head, you know, or if this, if this thing was uh, actually doing what it's supposed to do, what would it look like for the thing that it's, you know, interacting with, or, or uh, how can I make, or in a lot, I don't know, and a lot of times I'm, I'm also constantly looking. So I'll find something that inspires me from another artist and I'll try to draw it in a way that I think it's, it's speaking to me. So it's like, uh, my, like it's, it's hard to pinpoint like a, a reason that I work other than it, it excites me to create things uh and uh, to be challenged in that way so every time i make something it's always uh literally uh, a, a mess until i redraw it like i'm i'm not even joking three or four times um 
So I think, and I think that what's really nice about that is it's helped me improve. Cause if I, if it may look one way when I start and then uh, the second drawing is like kind of just adding detail or going over it with line work and then finding the ways that I can, I can work that is unique and, and or not unique, but finding a way that works best for me. Like I always try to draw on shapes mm-hmm. and then I start adding details to shapes, which is an interesting new way of working for me. Um, but again, it's just whatever excites me, like what the, the, the exploration of what if. I dig that. I dig that a lot. Like I'm still like caught up on the fact that you, you described your work as a, as a like, playground like that just that just sits with me and i don't know Kyle why wants but to I go lo- outside and play i love <laughs> how am i the tangent bully <laughs> i've been so good this podcast yeah, dude, I'm i sorry, deserve us i deserve a treat um <laughs> but the way that you described it as a a playground that that just resonates and that just that's so good like and it makes so so much sense like, yeah. like you could have, you could have just been like, yeah, my work is like a playground, and I would have been like, I get it, like, well, I get it one hundred percent, like I get it, like I that that was just so good. How do you how do you come up with your your like ideas? Um, yeah, I mean, how do you come up with? Because you have a lot of like, kind of what Kyle was saying, sort of like, I. I don't want to describe your work for you, but I see it as kind of like some little trippy psychedelic kind of some of the pupils and the eyes are, you know, that kind of wavy uh, shape that you do in a lot of your stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, where, where do these like ideas for these, these things come from? Inspirations on it. Uh, my, all right. So I feel like, they can come from all sorts of places. I feel like one of the biggest ones is if I have an artist that I love, I tend to look at their work. Or if I am looking through Pinterest or Instagram, I find things I like and I save them. And I'm like, this is really cool. But then I tend to pick that apart, right? And I and I go and I find ways that I think they drew something really nicely. And then I'll go try to draw it in a way that I think it should have been drawn. Like, you know, just it's kind of a just a study of small things. What has really helped me, and I think finding content that I really like is drawing those things repetitively and knowing that I really like drawing this thing in this way. Mm-hmm. But then adding on to it again, that what if, like, what if it did this? Or what if I did this with this? And then I start adding other things that I may not be as comfortable drawing um, to it or um or even starting the other way around right drawing something that i'm not really comfortable with drawing and 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 drawing it over until i finally find okay this looks good in this way realizing okay i just drew this thing that's floating in space right it probably should be standing somewhere (laughs) so i'm like well what if it is standing in space right or floating in space and i don't know if that's like the best way to and that's why one of my biggest flaws is like composition, like always, you know, thinking of the whole composition before even going at it um, is something I wanted to start kind of aiming for. But just learning and pushing myself, I tend to pick and, and choose what I like to draw and blend it in with things. Um, I've been drawing and 
he's eyes very specifically like recently this is, i've been kind of fascinated with these like really round eyes very you know very little eyelids uh but lately in my and you know in work that i've been posted it's, it's been more of a, an, uh, a different shape eye but blending that with other content that i just randomly like to draw i don't know if that answers your question oh for sure yeah <laughs> 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 that was like the greatest explanation and he goes but like is that everything <laughs> Did that do it? Did that do it for you? It is we, a lot. It's we just do, drawn. We, you know? we do have another question from uh, Rocky Rocky Zaki. Oh yeah. Um, w a r l a. We'll get to that one in a second. But they're asking, do you ever get artist block, and what do you do to help overcome a block? Oh, that's okay. That's Ooh. that's a great. Uh, that's a good question. Um, yes. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you really gotta it's, say. Oh my god. It's like, do you have a guitar block? Yes. Next. Oh, Go. Man. Um, next. Yeah. Constantly getting uh, you know, what do I draw next? But there's you know, there's always a thing I like to fall back on. Like those things that I am used to drawing and the things that I enjoy drawing, I might return to that. Uh, or um, and then this time I might draw it in a completely different way. Um, and when I draw that thing in that completely different way, I find that if I were to, okay, well, now it could be doing this or or it could live in this space. Um, that's a good way to get out of it. Uh, but in, and then all while looking at other things that I really you know enjoy looking at and then, feeling challenged by those things like i'm like this person is freaking an amazing artist um you know if i were to try to even come close to, will i come close to their talent but uh you know maybe i could do something different and it kind of ends up being different even when i try okay. um, you know it's it's they're stepping stones to to my own personal creativity in a way uh so I feel like the best way to, to, to break those creative blocks is, is, con is by constantly looking or returning to a past drawing style or something you did in the past and just adding to that. And then as you add to that, you're like, holy crap, that could have been this. And then you go and try to draw that doing this, you know? Um, I have drawings that I've never posted or I, I'm still working on and I don't think I'll ever post because I'm still... Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't, I, I, I don't want to, or I just think they're mine and there's something that I can uh, push upon, you know? Dude, I resonate yeah. with that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, um, I think if honestly, and, and to those things, if I posted, I'd probably do, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm missing out. Maybe those would get the engagement. <laughs> but right it's like are, you never know <laughs> yeah it's just it's a it's a you're just throwing you're throwing things against the wall and hopefully they stick um and that's kind of how i treat my creative process i guess well said so, I, I really like the part about going back to old styles and adding something to them like i've, I've been thinking about that a lot lately too that's definitely like building yourself without losing the thing that made you that might have made you like drawing you know 
I, yeah, I think that any kind of uh, reason to be creative is always a good reason. So I always try to find those reasons. Um, well put, they, well put. They keep me sane. I feel like if, like, without a studio, sometimes I feel like I'm stagnant. And I, I, I feel like I probably need therapy for that, but <laughs> why not? We're trying to... <laughs> that, this episode's sponsor is BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Dead. BetterHelp. Uh, BetterHelp therapy can help you get the help better than other places. That was, you know, soups. That was so help. good. That was so <laughs> good. Better help, help get you better help. That was yeah, good. Get soups. You better help than other places. I just gave you my whole life story, and we're talking about how better help is probably what I need. I love that. That's so <laughs> yeah, good job, soups. Oh, what message. I've gathered, what I've gathered is, um, you could use better help. Better help <laughs> is an online therapy. <laughs> You, you guys will be my damn. therapy. Now. That's just... so screwed up, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, I do therapy every week, and it's the best. Everyone should do therapy in their life, even if you don't think you need it. You should I, try it. And that's why you should choose BetterHelp. BetterHelp is <laughs> I do not the use double ad. No, yeah, right? <laughs> the double triple ad. ad. Let's go for a triple. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, so explain so explain to me how I'm the tangent bully. I'm just kind of, you know, stuck on this one. Kyle, we called you out on it and you've been really good this episode. Exactly. <laughs> it's just this I deserve an ice cream cone. Yeah, don't pat me on the head, weird. I'm a grown head, man. man. I'm a grown man. I pay taxes <laughs> and student loans. Don't pat me on the head. Just hand me a beer. <laughs> hey, I can do that. You get a and me, and me. Yo, I actually had pumpkin ale. I just had a, I had a, um, an apple cider this episode. But Kobo, what's your, uh, what's your go-to, uh, what's your go-to drink? Speaking of uh, alcoholic beverages, we're assuming you're. Or a, do you, or do you drink? Or do you drink? I, Adderall I, soda. Adderall soda <laughs> is my choice. <laughs> I love it. Seltzer water with a little Adderall. He's like, here we go. <laughs> I've been. Uh, we drink a lot more during the pandemic. Uh, I love to mix drinks. Um, me and my girlfriend, we really share that, especially uh, we love a good mes- mezcal. Um, and there's some amazing mezcal bars that we, we've, we've been going to, but I haven't been drinking as much as I used to. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I can't, I'm, I'm not a drinker if I'm at home alone or not, you know, sitting at home and drinking um or if we we do go if we go out we usually drink maybe and i love a good um whiskey uh Mm -hmm. so oh yeah whiskey sour nice yo soups yeah (laughs) soups come out oh yeah oh yeah or a nice old better help oh better help better whiskey super dead (laughs) super dead but see but see you know but kobo was just saying like he didn't drink you know he hasn't been drinking a lot and that's probably you know to the fact that he's using better help and better help is this application. <laughs> we are not sponsored by better help. Someone in better help is listening to this going, are we sponsoring a fucking art podcast? <laughs> Our podcast is probably where better help needs to be. Seriously. Artists Name an artist need a lot issues. of Yeah, artists need a lot of help. Oh wait. That's funny. Exactly. Kobo's <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> like, ha ha ha. These fucking guys. 
You know, says it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) That was. I'm sorry, Kobo. I'm sorry. The moral of the story is Kobo needs, uh, you know, mental help. I love that. (laughs) Kobo needs better better help. help. We all all need better help, man. Uh, Not a sponsor. there's a diff. There's another question here yeah. in the chat too. I guess it's directed to all of us, but you can go ahead and kick us off, Kobo. But what's all of your design slash illustration dream jobs? Which I think we've covered, but Kobo, I'd be curious to hear yours. I think oh. maybe I know, but well, don't I mean, spoil it. I mean, tattooing is obviously something I, I want to really go for. I, I've always have random spurts of dream jobs, uh, like. I'm absolutely fascinated with Disney, anything Disney does. Um, which hey, what's up? What's up? Go up in my work, but you know, uh, I guess it kind of does. You know, it's 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 funny. I tend to, like I I find so much of the the cartoons that I watch show up in everything that I draw, um, which is really interesting. And I don't know what it says about me, but especially a, a, a guy that grew up in the '90s with uh, uh kind of gruesome gruesome cartoons what was that yes you know were... what i'm talking about dude do you guys sorry real quick kobo on that note do you guys remember that first go. of all do you guys remember ren and stimpy i just want to oh okay that. i thought you were going different with it but yeah ren and stimpy was ren and stimpy there's, a, there's an episode where um ren's teeth fall out because they're all rotted and uh, literally, there's like stink lines coming from his gums. There's like a, a close up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if this is the same episode, but there's also one where it's like a close up of Ren's mouth, and there are like nerves coming out of his gums, yeah, like where his teeth were. And he's literally just pulling the nerves out of his gums. It's such an influence. I love it. And, and then, like, that's well, how I learned not to pee on the electric fence. I don't know about y'all, but that's that's <laughs> where I learned. Like, not to pee on the electrical fence. Back in the nineties, we were kids were going crazy, man. Kids were peeing on fences. They were just just who? Yeah, who, exactly. Who? Do you, who? Do you get that reference? Are you an um, owl? Who peed on electric fence? <laughs> it was a it was it was a board game they played. It was uh there was a whole theme song, Don't Pee on the Electric Fence. You don't remember that? Oh what? shit! I don't remember that. <laughs> I mean, in Boston, we we didn't ha- we we don't know. It was in Ren and Stimpy. Google it. It's it's hilarious. It was like they had these random commercials throughout the show. Where oh, they... like it's log. Oh, and Ren and yeah. Stimpy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. okay. It was one of those. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm yeah. over here thinking y'all playing a game. It's like, oh, who's gonna take a whiz on the fence and get electrocuted? On? I still I grew up in the country too, so it's like I, when you know when came up to electric fence I, I learned from Ren and Stimpy don't don't be on <laughs> the uh, more you know about your teachers kid listen <laughs> but um oh dude are any of your students listening do they know? I, I it. no I, I, I would oh shoot that would yeah be no I was, yeah no that, no that was a joke I would hope they weren't listening I, I plan to curse and, and, and I mean they're in, about in high my school. job yeah yeah I mean they, it's, yeah I know no, they're not listening. <laughs> but speaking of, of yes. 90s, uh, speaking of like 90s art, um, Kobo, have you ever seen We're Back? 
We're back. Oh, yes. I was talking. Yes. That was one of my. Let's go. Let's go, Kobo. I, so, I saw you call. I saw you send me a message on that. I don't know if I ever responded. But I was like, oh, I, I, I got to use that in the podcast. That show was legit. That show was so great. And the evil, the evil brother. Oh, did I, I don't want to ruin the ending, but the brother, they ended up being brothers, right? Or cousins? I, I think the brothers. Yeah. And uh, oh, remember them yeah. hot dogs constantly. <laughs> And and it always made me hungry for hot dogs. Yeah. The sausage links. Yeah, that was. Yes. yes. The triceratops. Was it the triceratops? Was it? Well, yeah, what was his name? Poog? Yeah. Was it Poog? I or don't think. Was that the, was Poog the name of something from something else? So what was the name? <laughs> Fuck up. Yo. Suits <laughs> you guys said that was from the 80s. We, did, we never said that was from the 80s. Better Off Dead was from the 80s. I ever since that one episode where we're just talking about movies and so soups over you're like yeah yeah you have been latching on to, <laughs> we're back and that was your opportune moment you just pulled the fucking sword from the stone and went hey yo so what's his name now what's his name that was the Holy you brought shit. it up wait who brought which one of y'all brought it up I didn't I did up. but I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out is how am I the tangent fucking bullet. That's funny. My uh, <laughs> yeah. And you start saying, "All right, my 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 childhood was in front of the television." I swear. Nowadays, it's uh, was it the iPad kids? Oh, oh yeah, God, iPad right. kids. And we were the VHS kids. They can watch whatever they right. want at whatever <laughs> time they want. We had yeah. the freaking channel guide, which is like if you blinked and TV you missed, and you missed your channel. Yep. You have to like wait till it scrolled all the way back to you had to like scroll commercials. Commercials. Are you cool? Remember just yelling to your siblings, it's on. Yeah. Get back. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta run downstairs from the bathroom and <laughs> I made it. Broken we, leg and everything. I'm we ready used to, to watch Smallville. We used to my buddy lived across the street. Like he and I uh used to rush home from school. And like throw a VHS tape in uh, to like record Pokemon episodes, but we can never like get home in time. We always miss like the first five minutes of every episode because like we couldn't quite get home at time. And then there'd be times when we were like watching, like all excited for the episode, and then we'd hear that the the VCR like doing the rewind thing because the tape got all the way to the end. There was not enough tape to like record oh. the rest of the, the episode. Oh, I hate <laughs> so we would that. like we would like lose part of the nope. episode. I hate that. Yeah, we missed the Pokemon. <laughs> the Pokemon. Oh, dude. The 90s. So, Kobo, you had mentioned that some of the, the cartoons that you've watched um, influenced your work. And I'm kind of curious, like, what those cartoons are. Oh, man. Um, hey, Arnold. Uh, do you remember yes. the cabbage? Yeah. Do you remember the, the garbage? Right, that's my favorite kid? ever. The, what, yeah. the who? The what? Remember Garbage Pail Kids? They were it wasn't a TV show, it was like an actual collector card. Yeah. The garbage sure. garbage uh, pail kids where they looked super gross too, right? Yeah. They're oh in, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be like the 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 like the grotesque version of like the cabbage the cabbage patch. patch. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I grew up when we I mean in our I think we we're about the same age, I would assume. I don't know. But in the nineties, like in that time, uh it was like kind of a collector's based. I seriously like collecting was so it was, it was in on the rise. Um, 
especially like beanie babies and yeah i was about to say um yo pogs yeah and my uncle uh, well the uncle at that during that time he 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 had uh, a collector's like comic book. It was like a comic book store that was his, and he would sell baseball cards and all the collectible stuff. So uh, I was pretty uh, involved with a lot of that. Um, but no, so like on back to what you were saying. Uh, hey Arnold, uh, any of the Nickelodeon stuff? You know, it's funny. I was reading a story today, uh, like an article on frame rate and how they they did a study on uh like really fast moving cartoons versus like you know more educational slower based cartoons and its effect on knowledge on knowledge yeah so they would test they would they would they would have these children consume uh a certain like cartoon uh and i'm not going to tell you which one yet but uh, the faster frame rate one, right? And then they would have them do a test of some sort, like a, a color block test afterwards. And then they would have more of, uh, like a, they had a control, someone who would like color or draw, and they would they would uh, then take the same test. And then it would watch like more of a slower paced cartoon. And then they found that the frame rate students were uh, more likely to rebel from even doing the test. Uh, and have a hard time focusing on it. No shit. And I'm like, well, what did I watch? You know? And I'm like, oh, that's what's wrong with me. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's okay. So this is an interesting point. I uh, like thing. Um, I talk to my students about this all the time. I bring up this really controversial statement, and I I, I actually bring up that study. Uh, um, so I said I read it today. I read it a while back. This is part of my lecture. I'm giving you guys my lecture, by the way. Um, <laughs> in session. Yeah, yeah. So I tell them, I, I start, I go, hey, guys, uh, I'm about to say something very controversial. And uh, I want to hear what you guys think. And I'm going to do the same thing for y'all. It's um, photography is dead. I want, actually, I want to hear y'all's thought on that. Photography is dead. Photography is dead. Yeah, and you should see their faces. They light up like, you're wrong. And I'm like, uh, all right, tell me why, you know? Photography, Photography is, is dead. dead. Yeah, I'm curious. What do y'all think? Who wants to take I, You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Is photography dead? It's a trap. It's a trap. What, what do I mean <laughs> by that? I, I don't think photography is dead. Wait, what do you mean by that? Okay, hold on. No, I'm not going first now because that just changed. No, no get, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't think photography is dead. I think photography has evolved. Ah, all right. We, I mean, I remember taking, I mean, even, I mean, even shows, but I remember taking a class where you had to, you had to um, do like the whole process of, Going in the dark room and, and taking the film and exposing the film to the paper and putting it in the chemicals and letting it dry and doing that whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. But then finding all the measurements within the camera, like the frame rate, the exposure, like the whole ordeal. I mean, and then digital camera came about. But now with the iPhone and, and with like now you have a, a, a camera 
an iPhone or an Android or whatever smart device you have, like you have a you have a camera in your pocket, and depending on how you use it, your photography is just evolved one step so i wouldn't say i wouldn't say it's dead i would say it has evolved to a a sense where the development of pictures has changed from physical to a digital sense Mm. whereas period i I don't know where i was going with that one but yeah no i don't think it's dead i think it has evolved yeah okay Any, anyone else have any other points yeah, on that yeah, I, mean, I... <laughs> I, I can go uh so i think i feel like we have to start off with that i don't think photography is dead i think that well hell kyle covered a good deal of it right there too about the evolving but i think photography is something that's just as relied on as before you know mm. I mean, artists use photography for reference photos. Graphic designers use photography for a, a ton of branding and things that they do for their mm-hmm. space to set the tone for whatever message they're trying to convey. And mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I can't really see something like that dying. And like Kyle said, with the growth and evolution of photography with phones, you know, it's more accessible than ever. As how you can learn photography so instantly you know with kids these days being as privileged as they are to have these amazing computers in their hands essentially you can take that and start experiencing like instantly so can i play devil's advocate Go yes for it. <laughs> so photography itself right like no i'm sorry photography uh in an early stage started um through film, like you were saying, and uh, companies really didn't know how to uh, store photography. They didn't know really to use. I mean, they knew how to commercialize it and how to get good photos of their stuff, but they would, because of their, their how they didn't know how to store it. So when that came to that, that need, they end up uh, throwing away. So they had to rehire. So photographers made a lot more money back then when digital came around right the the need for the knowledge of how to use a camera slowly and slowly dwindled um now now to the point where everyone has a camera on their phone so the theory of like washing something down to it's to nothingness like it's just it's so readily available photographers don't get paid as much money also photographers don't quite get as hired as quickly because now they can just send a instagram uh model or a um, a Instagrammer or whatever you call it, an uh, influencer, an influencer, a camera phone, like as a as a payment, and they can take as many pictures of them using that product uh, as uh. opposed to you know. Uh, so that takes work away from the photographer. Also, then you got instances where Instagram is now uh, getting away from honoring photographs. Mm, and pushing okay, okay. and pushing video as a way of uh, creating reach, right? So I think it's interesting when <clears throat> a story like what I was telling you about the fast frame rates and how uh, it kind of kills uh, attention span, but also 
is probably the one of the two that probably keeps the most attention uh, and pushes people outside of their creativity and, and, and causes them not to quite have a long-term attention span. And with that, the attention span is shortened. Um, so people are getting a shorter and shorter attention span. So they don't want to look at images long, you know, for a long period of time. They want to see it played out for them in front of their eyes. Have you ever noticed if you post an Instagram video that the, the videos that are shorter tend to do the best? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Why is that? It's because, because of the attention span? People want that candy. Shorter and shorter, right? So you got you to gotta be able to uh, uh, meet people at their level. And it's it's becoming it's getting worse and worse. Um, it's it's a it's wild. So with all that, what do you think now? Do you think photography is dead? Yup. <laughs> Touche. Yup. I mean, Period. I think that's. Yeah. I think this is exactly how one like how I talk like when I, you know, and when I get into that discussion, I think it always kind of leads that way. But then I also bring up the point that I do agree. I mean, I agree with you, honestly. I think it's evolved. I think it's different. I think that uh, as we progress or how, you know, as we start relooking at technology, um, cameras are going to end up being different. And they're not, you know, we might might not make as much money, but we got to evolve in that way. Um, so I don't know. I think it's interesting. On, yeah, on my ladies that, like, in the chat. No, 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 you go for it. So. No, no, you. I was just you gonna talk. read read uh, my ladies in the chat, and uh, she had she says that the level of ignorance in photography is high. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, and that is, and and now with technology, it's that's it's okay. Like I know it kind of sucks because there's, I mean, it's like any other art form, right? We want to be traditionalists. We want to return to. Oh. Like how much knowledge can you have to make the best thing possible? Now you got technology that does that for you. So uh, it's about where. Sorry, sorry where she wants me to correct that. <laughs> she said the level, the the ignorance of art of photography is high. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Shitty reader. <laughs> That's a it's. Art and photography are an interesting mix. I think it's it's I think it's a different way of creating art too. I think creating or taking a photo is is um, and now it's, it's so instantaneous. Yeah, I loved listening yeah. to y'all talk about um, uh, when y'all discussion. What is art? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I loved that because mm-hmm. I. I can talk about that forever, like uh, down to like uh, uh, Marcel Duchamp and his uh, urinal or his ready-made. I think that's so fascinating. Oh, yeah. 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 The urinal, which is what kind of, which is what form of art? It's, uh, wait, what? A ready-made, right? Is is what he claimed. Right, but like what style of art is? It's modernism. It's it's modern. Da, da. Da, Dadaism. I believe it's Dada. Yeah, is it Dada? I believe it's Dadaism. I thought he was experienced with Dadaism. Dadaism was the uh, making art for the sake of art. Like Uh, Dadaism was a was a a reaction reaction to Russian politics uh, at the the time. 
Huh? The, the Dada was an art movement formed during the First World War in Zurich in negative reaction to the horrors and folly of war. The art, poetry, and performance produced by Dada artists is often satirical and nonsensical. nonsensical. Yeah, so then the the little urinal thing by um, by Marcel is actually a reference to like an example of of uh, Dadaism. So it's like it's essentially Dadaism is like basically like anti art yeah it's like uh like anything can be art basically yeah okay i i never i i it's been a while i i never put him in the dada as in dada like realm right but that's i didn't learn last week that's cool dude we should have had you see that game for kobo and kyle to play it oh yeah oh what game from from last episode we did a did a segment called uh, it was art term or ikea furniture so i said uh, i gave a word and they had to guess if it was something related to art or if it was the name of a piece of ikea furniture oh i missed that yeah. completely. so apart from kyle going to art school and Seoul not going to art school kyle also owns everything he lives in an ikea and he owns everything so based <laughs> like I'm I, homeless and uneducated. Like, Kyle is too, a scholar. I am too. So you said it. Away. I didn't. So I am. I have two no furniture. I have no degree. From an IKEA, and you walk into this IKEA, and yet, like the the carts, literally lock into like the 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 moving the moving walkways. Like, like I just go there for fun. Like <laughs> once, like once every like blue moon. Like I don't buy things, but like. Dude. Sometimes I have, I have to, you know, take a loan out, I guess. Uh-huh. I, I have IKEA furniture, and I can't tell you the name of any piece of IKEA furniture I've ever bought. Damn. <laughs> you somehow <laughs> bought it and, like, memorized all the names for the IKEA. Because, I'm, like, a, I'm a couch chair table kind of guy. <laughs> couch yeah. chair table. Man. Couch chair table. Yeah, some sort of, like, leather chair couch <laughs> I was like, they're all oh, refiners yeah ikea to um, me is one big haunted house you enter one end and you can't you, you're you know you're constantly freaked out the whole time until you're forever <laughs> to get out of there it's like i feel There's almost stuck. you feel bad about turning around and going the opposite way because everyone looks at you like Psh, do you not know how to get through here so, it's like yeah. there, there's arrows, but like at the same time, it's like I miss, I, I miss that, I miss that room. You know, I feel like <laughs> when I when I go into IKEA, so like going into um, like Disney World or Disneyland, you know how when you're waiting in the line and there's like all this stuff to see, you're like in a room and it's all like decorated and themed and stuff. That's like kind of how I feel with IKEA, where I go in and I'm being like single file. I mean, it's not single file, but I have to like, they're like pushing me through all these themed rooms and stuff before I like finally get to the end, except there's no ride. I just spent a lot of money and and broke. Yeah, Ikea's <laughs> it's Swedish Disneyland, pretty much, yeah. That's 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 my relationship with Ikea. Um, but going back to what you were saying, Kobo, real quick about like photography being dead and stuff, there's... Um, and and how you were talking about how like people everyone having a uh, camera on their phones and sort of like you don't need to hire photographers you can just send a phone to an influencer and they'll take pictures and it'll be fine. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a that 
that kind of applies to like all art in general. I feel like we're moving more into like that direction, especially with AI stuff, which I know is going to get better. Um, you know, that's something that I feel like, you know, maybe keep my eye on a little bit, but even with like Wix.com, there's a logo creator, right? Uh, I think maybe even Squarespace has it, right? Like you can literally type in what you want, what type of business you have, and they'll auto create a logo for you on the spot. So like, I feel like that's phasing out a lot of graphic design jobs. Um, Canva, right? Canva's oh, another one where it's shit. like you can make, you know, marketing promotional things on Canva oh. um, or just all these other tools. That I think like there are all these, as oh. technology gets better and better, it's not that I feel like art. I just feel like kind of what Hero was saying, people's perspective on like what it takes to do these things kind of gets shifted, right? Like people kind of see it as like, okay, so why would I hire you to do my logo? I can just go to Wix um, and just make a logo myself. I can go on Canva and just make this thing oh, myself. Wow. So it's, I think like as technology gets better and better, I feel oh. like artists are almost having to fight for not fight but like almost having to like speak up for ourselves or kind of prove ourselves more and more like our worth that's just something that i've i've seen as kind of like challenging not everyone appreciates like the work that it goes into making a logo or making even an illustration right like with ai ai technology and stuff and then another thing too with photography is like the digital aspect of it. Like when my wife and I were um, in Hawaii, brag, uh, there was a guy on one of our like tours that <laughs> looked like he was a photographer. Uh, he was oh, he was you, honestly man. he was honestly like such an obnoxious guy um, because he like had his little he had, like his rolly camera bag with him, um, and he had like this big Canon camera. He was like taking pictures of all this stuff. And uh, he was like, literally, there's this one part where the, the tour guide stopped us on like this kind of scenic area and was nice enough to like grab everyone's phone and take a picture of all the like all the groups. And this guy, like when it was his turn, he went up and he, he spent, I don't know, five minutes just like taking pictures of different angles like of his wife with his like digital camera and stuff. But I say that is just like the guy must have taken 10,000 photos that day or something. And like back in the day, you couldn't carry that much film, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah. It's just like automatic kind of like, and I feel like with photography too, it's almost like because it's so easy, like easy in the sense that like you have almost unlimited storage that mm. it's almost like you're less careful about the shots you take. Totally. You know, like you can spend five or 10 minutes just like shooting this thing and it's fine because you can turn your camera a thousand different angles and like do this and, and kneel down and take it from that angle and all this stuff when the shutter shot. So yeah, there's like a when, bunch of, yeah. Just like a shit ton of photos. But when I think like in the film days, you had to kind of be a, more calculated kind of like we were talking about the traditional versus like digital art kind of how yeah. you have to be more calculated with stuff. That's like interesting to me. Cause like you have a limited film man. you have to really make sure that you're getting you know good shots and you're you're kind of taking advantage of the scenery and anyways i talk way too long uh i'm done End of <laughs> <the> my <laughs> that was, oh my god that's it
<laughs> no. Just getting sweaty. I usually I'm pacing. I'm pacing. <laughs> I usually in that discussion with you know people argue with me and, and usually I kind of just say, hey, uh honest and I, I, I believe uh that photography has evolved, like you were saying. So I, I agree with you. That, uh, and just like anything with any kind of art making, we we should find a way uh, that works for us and, and hopefully makes it flourish. I didn't expect to get into all that and make it kind of down. I don't think photography is like <laughs> so dead or anything. I I, I teach a photography. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, this class. It's like a throwaway, but like enjoy. It was like, here's what are so open up your books to page 40. Today, we're watching We're Back. (laughs) (laughs) You have soul in the back of the classroom. It's like, I'm a student too. I've I've seen this movie hundreds of times. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) It's Kobo's like, Did you fly here to watch this movie? No, yes, yes. More pre shows. I don't want to talk to you alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just joking. watch where back and get over with it. <laughs> just rip the band-aid. Rip the band-aid. But Kobo, you didn't bring anything down. That was a that was a really interesting perspective. No one I mean, other than the fact that we're sad that you know. Soul hasn't seen we're back yet. I mean, no, we're fine. Everything's good. Go to betterhelp.com and you'll get over it real <laughs> oh, Speaking oh. of better help, listen, guys. <laughs> we're back to better help anyway. Basically, we're just, I just doing I free advertising. Sure, all of us like turning the chair backwards and putting one foot up on the chair and throwing a jacket over our shoulders. <laughs> hey, let's talk about better help. Why? Why did we just become like a '90s advertisement for J.C. Penny, but for better That's health? What I was, nah, it's like the after-school special shit. Yeah, yeah. What? He puts the he puts the 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 leg up on the the chair or whatever, and then he puts his arm kneels on his like leg. He's got the jacket. That was over. cool. I, I can I can see it totally clear. The background hey, kids, is I'm that cool. kind of like. You know that uh, those school photos that you would take where it had that yeah. kind of like oh, weird yes. cloudy background, yes. kind of yeah. thing? like it has that kind of in the background. Uh, all right, no, like speaking, the... but no, like, <laughs> and like in all seriousness, like better help. Like, I, like I kept seeing it pop up on, on TikTok, and I was like, all right, let me look, look, let me look into it. So it's not covered by insurance. Number one, uh, number shit, right? number exactly. Number two. Even if you don't have a session, you still pay for it, which is $70 a week. Worsehelp.com. Like, like you're, you're what, what? $70 a week for help to talk to, like, to text someone? I'm good. Like, shittyhelp.com. Fucking. To text someone. Literally, literally, like, better help. Like, yeah, you can have, like, a video chat with them, too, but, like, I'm not paying what close to three hundred dollars to text some random stranger my problems. If I'm gonna do that, I might as well open up my AIM again and be like, "Hey, who still has it?" Like, don't no get one. me started on healthcare, man. I can go on about that. The uh, the only thing I do see is super valuable is your mental health. I do see that as super valuable, but man, the way that 
insurance. I, I uh, work. This, this episode's actually an intervention for you. For me, better, better, better health. <laughs> I work. I work with insurances daily. I know how, how shitty they are. Oh, they're terrible. People get I... in, like people get like a, a, a like. I work for an ambulance company, and and you know they'll come at us like, oh, these are these are outrageous rates. It's like, but here's the thing: those aren't our rates. Those are the Medicare rates, and we're following the Medicare guidelines. So you're really mad at us, or are you mad at the fact you're getting screwed? I think you're mad at the fact you're getting screwed. <laughs> Who are we mad at? Because I you, literally you just work. had... Um, so I, I take a, a specific medication that is really, really expensive. I'm talking about $15,000. For the medication. Oh, so, yeah. For 15000 Yeah. And it's for my immune system. I have a poor immune system. Um, it's a shot. And my health insurance pays $6,000 of it. And then I'm floated with the bill for the rest. And thank goodness oh. uh, I make a lot of money teaching or I wouldn't be able to. I make terrible money <laughs> teaching. <laughs> but I was like, so there's... <laughs> You're so, left with a nine, yeah. $9,000 bill? It's, it's yeah, it's around there. The uh, copay assistance through the actual, the in, not the insurance, but the actual people that make the medication, it usually pays that amount over a certain amount of time. And I'm like, well, why do that if you're just going to pay the rest anyways? Right. And the reason why is because if they do that, they can, they can. I feel like, and this is the only, if I'm wrong, they're, they're upping that price so that insurance will pay a certain percentage, and they can sure. get the insurance more money. And what happened to me this year was that uh, I I ran through the amount that I was supposed to pay. Right. So they're like, well, we'll do a rebate if you pay the full amount. We'll pay you back for that amount, but you have to do it with your card. Good old America. Yeah. America. The podcast is insurance is a scam. The name of the podcast is America. America versus the tangent bully. AKA bear. AKA do the bear. Do the bear. And sometimes I'm a tangent bully. Kobo. Only sometimes. speaking of do the bear. Do you have a childhood nickname? What? I yeah. Know you said like, Kobo, but yeah, like do you have any other like, one? Like cheeks, baby Kobo, man, man. Um, my uh, so in high school, I played football. I was a terrible football player, but I I uh, I was called caveman. Um, oh, called me caveman. Uh, most people only knew me by my last name, which was Bomar. I didn't have a first name until I got uh, until I after well maybe college. So most people call me Bomar. Even his parents, as a, as a child, like Walmart's, like and that's my name. My uh, dad was a musician. Uh, he played, Ooh, okay. um, uh, and he was in all sorts of uh, bands before I was born. And he still plays. Um, I I wanted him to teach me. I don't know. This Wait, what does he play? I missed that part. Guitar. Oh, okay. Okay. Ooh. And I never really learned to play guitar, but I always wanted to. Uh, he, 
his name was Dennis, but he always go by D. But I never really had much of a nickname. It was just Bowmore or Caveman. Caveman. Caveman Bowmore. Caveman Cheeks. Caveman Cheeks. Caveman Man Man. I would do Mighty yeah, Melvin when I was younger, like when I would uh, spray paint or create stencils. Okay. Dude, I was going to ask you what your tag was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my... That's a long tag. You're going to get arrested. Yeah. It's, it's too long. <laughs> In most cases, if I ever used it, it would just be like a quick NM or it would be a, uh, a stencil. I had this really cool one that had Mighty Melvin written through Urkel's glasses. Oh, that's sick. Again, I live in a world of what if. So I was like, what if he's eating ice cream cone? <laughs> That's no Dude, do you have pictures of your old tag stuff? Uh, no. Well, maybe. Most of the old stuff's on Facebook. Um, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. We got to get all this exclusive Kobo uh-huh. art. We got to get all this exclusive, never before seen Kobo art. You know? Yeah, they're all like... Release the Kobo kit. Some of my favorite art pieces were derived from me just being an ass. Uh, <laughs> like, there was this really cool uh, thing I did. I was working at a place like Cabela's Sporting Goods store. Do y'all know that place? Yeah. Vaguely, yeah. Uh... It's very Texas. It's all very, like, gun-friendly. I was selling optics, like binoculars and, and, and stuff like that. He, he, he used this, like, big big country dude and uh he wanted um he only knew me because i was in art school and he's like uh it's it's halloween and we're doing a a halloween pumpkin uh and you have to carve one for our group i'm not giving you an option you have to do it because you're the artsy top uh and i'm like yeah I go, all right, but what do you want me to, what do you want me to carve? I don't, I don't think I've ever carved a pumpkin. You know, I don't know the scariest thing you could think of. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> you asked for it. You asked for it. The scariest thing you can think of. I love it. Oh, I took, yeah. I took his picture off the uh, employee wall in the back. And I, <laughs> oh, shit. I carved his face. I love. There it is. There it is. This is around the time I I was being introduced (laughs) to printmaking. So I had a bunch of really cool printmaking tools that I was carving with. That's what it is. Printmaking. Four hours later, Kyle. (laughs) Yeah, I had uh, those um, uh, with linoleum uh, uh, speedball linoleum speedball cutters. I dominated that pumpkin. It looked just like him, too. <laughs> and he, he, he loved he, it. He looked confused. It, you know, he had, that, he had that confused look, and he goes, I didn't expect it. I go, well, you asked me to carve the scariest thing you can think of. I was like, I love yeah. it. You're fired, but I love it. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> but I don't love have it. To fire you, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Hey, oh, that job was a, that was a 
they they didn't like i mean they liked me i i just i was in a booth they like me they tolerated me they tolerated me (laughs) i worked in a booth and i wasn't allowed out of the booth so in the booth i would find ways to you know to uh make myself uh happy to be there i guess so there was one time uh another employee gave me um I wrote a letter because I would share the space with another guy and he would be in the mornings. I'd be in the afternoon, usually after school. And he wrote me a letter. He goes, he goes, he goes, Hey, do you mind keeping the desk uh, clear of any of the stuff when I, before I come in? It's kind of hard. I, and I, you know, I'm not a jerk. I'm, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm cool with that, but I'm going to mess with you first. Right. So <laughs> the next day I took everything off the desk. Like he asked, but instead of putting it away, I taped it to the side of the desk with the duct tape. Uh, and then <laughs> you taped I left... all the stuff to the side of the desk. I'm talking about the tape roll, the t- the scissors, the stapler, the the little cup that we keep <laughs> all the spoon, like anything. Like in. literal. <laughs> all the paperwork that was on there, I that he needed to fill out because I filled it out. He needed like you know, I, I literally taped it to the side of the desk. Uh, he came, and I left him a note. Hey man, I. I just made sure I, you know, kept the desk clean for you. <laughs> He's like, I decorated it with yeah, everything you need. They didn't like you? They tolerated it. They had fun. I'm just playing. They oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome, though. I, uh, in the same... It's like the same gym from the office type stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was fun, man. I uh, I took one of the uh, other employees, and I, I I took so we had this like dog collar maker, and I took uh, the my coworker, the same guy, honestly, the guy the guy I put his, the stuff on the side of the desk. Uh, <laughs> I took his phone number and 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 because we needed a display, we'd just gotten the like the the collar, and. Uh, we needed to display like a, a demo on what it could do. Like you, you would put the dog's name and the number. That... I took my employee's name and, and the number he could be reached. And I wrote at the bottom, uh, call for good time. And I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This dude always get the worst of you. Oh my God. Uh, he loved me. <laughs> <laughs> he'd give me, he'd give it back. I just don't remember any. It says, I don't remember any of the ones he did to me. Oh. They didn't. Get they hard. <laughs> no, they weren't as good. I was too creative. <laughs> it was all that creative, pent up creative energy. You didn't know what to do with it. Oh so, man, it was wild. We, I can go on and about these because me and my my brother. I have a I have a, a uh, one younger brother that's somewhat close, um, and we were closer before, uh, like when I was growing up and then through college. Uh, he now has kids, so it's kind of hard. But he, uh, we lived at this apartment complex together, and uh, we. Uh, wh- there's two things we did that I just thought were hilarious, right? Because we would come in uh, to the front desk, and there was this lady that would always have like really religious music playing. Uh, and I, if you're religious, that's cool. It's not my thing, but I think it's fun to mess with those people. But that's beyond me. Uh, I would always go and change her music because she left it by the front door and you, you just reach your arm and you change it. And I would switch it over really 
quickly. And I never knew, I mean, I would hear what it would go to. It would be random. And I think it was usually like on an AM channel because it would be like, like uh, reggaeton or uh, random music. <laughs> it would go to, cause yeah. Cause most, you know, we're very, we're down South. So a lot of the radio stations are uh, Hispanic. Uh, and that's where it usually ended up. And she's like, what just happened? So I would always hear her yell. And we did it. We did it for like at least three or four months just to see what reaction was. And she <laughs> she never like caught on that it was you guys? No. I'm sure there's a camera and we thought we were being smooth and she probably knew, but she never she's said probably, Chances are she's probably listening to this as well. So I hope oh, she yeah, might have. Yeah, as well as, you know, confession. Finally got a confession. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Dre is listening. Um, if she's listening, then uh, she should also know that we, we were the ones to replace all the picture frames with uh, those random memes. <laughs> you replace all her what? photos with memes? So it was a... <laughs> it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, because there's these little um, picture frames when you walk into that place and there's like, usually, you can succeed or you can do this, you know? And they're all kind of like welcome to uh so-and-so's apartment complex and we're like okay so when she wasn't in there we had these all these like prints of like memes and stuff we, and I, even one of them was and she knew it was us because i even did like a picture of my brother and put and replaced one of them with that so that she was didn't, she didn't catch on to that i'm sure she did i was, she just i mean she, she knew who we were i don't know if she recognized my brother or not but we never heard anything it just, I lived in a small town, man. You just find ways to, you know, keep yourself entertained. Well, was, I, 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 do, I do think we've come to the end. It is, yeah. it is, it is 10.30 here. It's it. probably like, yeah, right. Like, it's probably like, like, what time is it where you are, Kobo? At 9.32. Okay, so, yeah. And then soups, it's probably like. 453 and you're heading to Costco like we know. Yeah. Yeah, it's different minutes. Oh, it's, it's, Costco it's, not, it's not It's exact... different it's different minutes. It's yeah, different it's not, minutes. It's not exactly. It's different minutes. You just said It's different you just said minutes. It's probably 450 whatever here. It's so. different minutes. No, no, no. We're not walking no, no. past this. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm... We're not walking past no, this. No, 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 no. It's different minutes. I'm responding different... to what you said. I know. I was joking and you said it's different minutes. Yeah, it's not like an. It's not like an. Not exact a different. Kobo, give not, it a second. Not, <laughs> you said, not a different. You know, it's not like oh, different. You know, you know, whatever. Look at you. There. You said different <laughs> minutes. We can do timeouts or however you want to handle. That <laughs> is the name of the podcast. It's the tangent bully. And the different minutes, different different minutes. No, like no, Kobo in the title, featuring Kobo. <laughs> Get me out of this. We just cut all Kobo stuff out. Fuck, oh, <laughs> we cut everything of Kobo and just the podcast like five minutes. Like, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Bye. I really hope we have like, like enough a... material to just like stitch together a bunch of Kyle laughing. <laughs> <laughs> different minute sounds like a 90s just... sitcom featuring tom Selleck and the woman from different that minutes. other show i'd watch that <laughs> different minutes with the time montage or the 
montage. I'm yeah. cool with the montage. Yo. Oh my god! Keep going, Soups. Keep that song going. <laughs> Sing and us out. Different minutes and different minutes here than it is over there, cause we got different minutes. That should like, be the zoo, the zoo or something, and they're like. Do you guys remember Step by Step when they were at the theme park in the beginning and they're like riding roller coasters? Okay, never mind. Step um, by step, day, day by day. Day by day. I've never watched that show. Yo, I kind of got into it again. I forgot which streaming platform it was on. And then I got Rebecca. So my wife's from Brazil, so she had never seen Step by Step. And she kind of got into it with me. And we like watched a few seasons. <laughs> Stop trying to Americanize her. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you gotta watch this. This is peak American American television. (laughs) Well, on that note, (laughs) Kobo, man, we do greatly appreciate you uh, taking the time out to hang out with us on a Monday night. Thank you, Kobo. uh, Yeah, thank you so much. Applause for Kobo. (laughs) A huge pleasure. So much fun. I just appreciate y'all taking interest in my work, or even like. you know, being receptive to me begging to be on this podcast, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> we no, we appreciate like the like you, like you want to be on. Like we we're like, oh, well, yeah. that's, that's pretty nifty. I well, said you it. know, it's it's much better than me yelling at my uh, at the uh, at my uh, phone while I listen to your podcast. <laughs> no, that's no. what I have to say. That's wrong. <laughs> I mean, shit, man. We we could always have you on again sometime. Oh yeah, anytime, man. Anytime. Maybe I won't have to talk about myself the whole time. So I'll go for that. (laughs) We need you and Kyle to debate about something, like for two hours straight. Soups. I'll just be like the antagonist. Draw. I can do. Yeah, we'll just drop little bombs every now and then. Like uh, hype man. We're just the hype man. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Not antagonist. Wow, just. Just taking my name. Just I did. Instigators. I'm sorry. Everyone, not Heitman. Everyone's just nope. Too late. You already hurt me. No, no, no. Heitman. Heitman sounds good. Me so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, keep going. Keep going. Sing us out. No, no, no. That... <laughs> everyone just sing us out individually. <laughs> different minutes. We're all like singing different songs. This is the it hardest just sounds part like of podcast, it just sounds like a whole pack of kittens just just anyway thank you Peter <laughs> for being a spot now uh... <laughs> this is the hardest part <laughs> the hardest part of the podcast is us is ending it, <laughs> ending it the hardest part for us is always beginning and ending because and end. because when we Kobo begin... secretly already left <laughs> <laughs> Because when we He's begin, like, we gone. don't know who's talking and we don't know who's not talking. And then when we end, we're just like, let's have a good time. But at the same time, we're all like, let's end this. That's the charm. That's our charm. <laughs> well, Kobo, yeah. we do appre- we do like truly appreciate it. We we really do. Thank you, Kobo. Thank you so much. This was a fun one, guys. Take all right, guys. Easy. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. See you. All right, peace. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>